Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Val Harrison, my friend who's in the studio with me this week again, and we are talking about all the different grade levels. So Monday, we talked about the elementary years. Yesterday, we talked about the middle school years, and today we're gonna focus on the high school years. But first, I wanna thank our sponsor, CTC Math. Go to ctcmath.com. You can download a free trial of their math curriculum. It's all online. And you guys will love it. Check it out if you've not done that yet, ctcmath.com. Val, welcome back. I'm glad to have you back again today. I've loved talking about these different um, levels of, of homeschool. And in yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about how we're, we're not really talking so much about the academic part this week. We're not talking about curriculum and what curriculum you should use. We have a whole other week where we're talking about curriculum and and we'll kind of break that apart into different grade levels and ages and stuff and what's good for that. But today I really want to talk about our our children, who they are and how we're training them, how we're using these years, these formative years in their lives to raise them up. We have such a short time with our kids, you guys. I I just it blows my mind and I'm sure you. I mean, you your your oldest ones are out of the house and you've got grandkids already and it just goes by in a flash. I mean, it, it, it's shocking to me how quickly this parenting life goes. And, um, you know, I, I don't look forward to the day my girls leave my home, but it, I also do because I'm excited to launch them into the world right. and to see what the Lord has for them. Right. And I know I'll be ready for it when the time comes. Um, because the Lord does that. He, he works that way with us. You told me that I was going to cry though, when my oldest leaves and I don't, I don't like that because I don't like to cry. You Sorry. guys know that about me. I am not a crier, but if, I wasn't a crier. <laughs> if there's going to be a time I'm going to cry, it's going to be when my girls leave my home or when my girls get married or when they have babies. Those, those are like the three days I could see myself crying between now and the end of my life. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. It takes a lot to make me cry. Um, but I could see that happening because I love love, love spending time with my girls. I, most of the time, sometimes they make me a little crazy, but sometimes I make them a little crazy. So it's okay. We balance it out. But for the most part, I love the days I get to spend with them. And I, I am so grateful for these high school years with Brooklyn. Um, I was a little terrified going into them for many reasons, you know, one just academically, I didn't know, you know, how are we going to do this? Like I barely made it through high school myself. How am I, how, how am I going to get a child through high school and The Lord is so faithful. He has given us every resource we need. He's given us help. You know, we've got a math tutor this year to help with math because I'm like, she still asks me for help sometimes. I'm like, honey, no, I I literally don't know what you're doing right now. This is why we're paying the math tutor. Call her up and ask her. Um, But the relationship that I have with her is so much better than I ever imagined it could be. And I love it so much. And I'm so grateful for it. And, And I know that not every parent has a deep relationship with their child, but God is faithful. And I will say if your child, if you're just now bringing your kids home and it's high school, it's the high school years, that can be a really difficult time to bring them home and have to reestablish that relationship with them, but it can be done. I mean, the Holy Spirit is powerful. And if you give that to the Lord, you might have to step back. You might have to regain that relationship, reestablish a relationship with them. Don't focus on the academics focus on the relationship first, their relationship with the Lord and your relationship with the Lord and then your relationship with them. Um, But as we talk through transitioning from these middle school years to high school years, the thing that constantly 
um, that I think about is letting go because it, the, these are the years where we're having to truly just let go little by little, piece by piece. And it's, it's scary. You know, I, as Brooklyn is getting more independent and doing more things with friends and, you know, less things without us, it's hard to let go. Um, but I know that she's, you know, she's less than two years away from adulthood now. So we have to let her go and trust that the Lord has, has used us in her life. And so talk to me about that. Talk to me about these years of, of just letting the, letting go little by little. And how do we do that? Well, well, you know, I like to think of it kind of as a ball game and we're gradually moving up the, the, uh, stairs, uh, the bleachers the stadium. Yeah. To a higher place. And so we're a little further away um, in coaching. You know, we're still very much coaching in high school, of mm-hmm. course. But every year, that role changes a little bit until eventually they're out of the house, and we're like on the top shelf, top seat of the of the balcony. And the cool thing is that at that place, we can see the whole picture so well, and it's the perfect place for praying for them. And so our, our role does shift a little bit every year, a little mm-hmm. bit every year. And yet I still feel like I play a very vital role in my kids' lives that are grown. But we're, we've are we been doing all of this all of these years for that time to yeah. launch them. You know, right. that that that's the point is not to make someone who's dependent on mom, but we're gradually making them more and more capable and more and more becoming who God intended them to be. Mm-hmm. And and I just have to speak for a second to the the moms that aren't quite at high school and they're like, can I really do this? Do I have what it takes? And when I was in that spot with and had not yet had any in high school, but I was about ready to have my first one in high school, I attended a workshop taught by Jay Weil. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar. Yeah. Okay, I figured. Okay, so... Um, it was perfect timing because he he told his story of how he came to homeschooling was that he was a college professor and he kept seeing that all of these homeschoolers that he would come that would be his students were just doing really well and he mm-hmm. knew nothing about homeschooling so he started investigating homeschooling and the big key thing that he found was these kids on the high school level had learned to truly own their education they were taking responsibility for it at this stage. And so they were managing, you know, this is going to be due in three weeks at that co-op. I need to, they they just, they had owned their education at a Mm -hmm. whole nother level than the kids that had been spoon fed on the high school level. So, so moms, uh, you can do it. Professors do see a difference. Actually, we, my husband and I used to be on a board on the homeschool board for a state uh, for several years. And one of those years, a new college uh, president had come to a local college there. And the college he had left, he had turned into the largest homeschooling dual credit uh, college in the nation. Oh, wow. And he wanted to do the same thing at the new college where he was. And the professors were very against it. They did not want to have anything to do with teaching high schoolers. And he said, give it one year. And if you still are not on board, a majority then we will not, I will not keep pushing for this. And at the end of the year, he said that they were on board for three primary reasons. One, these students, homeschool students in dual credit, 
participated in class better. Why? Because we've got our kids interacting with all different kinds of age mm-hmm. groups. Right. And they haven't been stuck in the back of a classroom where it was not noticed that they were kind of just mm-hmm. skipping by. Right. You know, so so they had been more engaged all along in that process. So they interacted better in school. Two, they seem to have a higher standard with the quality of work that they would would produce. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, they were uh, self-motivating and taking initiative on their own with their work on a whole nother level. So all of these college professors were on board. That was so encouraging yeah. for me to, to learn at that time. And so I kind of used all of that as, um, as a guide for me with high school to remember that these are my years that I'm incorporating a lot of life habits in them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I usually used the word success habits with them. So teaching them time management skills, for for example, uh, is a very big part of, it seems like I either will have a, a, a student who wants to rush through and do a poor job or is a perfectionist and wants to go very slow. <laughs> and so it seemed like time management with all of my kids was a key thing to take time to teach them how to do that effectively and lots of other success habits at that time. The point being, it's not so much that you um, don't get caught up in, do I have what it takes on the academic side of things? Mm-hmm. There are classes for this and there, there's dual credit and there's online and there's and there's so much great uh, resources right. available. That is not hard. Equip them to be a good adult. Equip them to tackle life uh, well. Right. And do the hard things. Yes. Because that's that's hard to watch our kids struggle through things. But I, so my nature is I want, I want things to be easy for my kids. And I've learned through the years to allow them to do the hard things. Because when they succeed at the hard things, there's so much more joy than if, if I just take it away and say, oh, it's too hard. I don't Absolutely. want you to have to do that because it might be difficult for you. You yeah. know, I mean, whether it's a physical thing or an academic thing, it, it's good to for our kids to be able to struggle through these hard yes. times because especially in these years, we are preparing them for adulthood and adulthood is hard. Lots of parts of it are really hard and we don't want them to just give up and be like, eh. You can't do it. I mean, and that's what we're, we see with a lot of parents who choose not to homeschool is because it's hard. And they just say, you know what? It's hard. I don't want to do it. I don't, it's just too hard for me. And yeah. that's where we want to come alongside them and say, no, it's it's hard, but you can do it. And it is worth it yeah. in the end. And so when, even if our kids are seeing us struggle through this with them and just saying, you know what? We're going to do this together. We're going to figure this out together. We're going to do the hard thing, but God, he's going to help us navigate through this. He's going to give us what we need. Find a mentor, mom, find a co-op, find a curriculum that can help find, you know, a math tutor, whatever it is that yeah. you need. Um, God is, he is so faithful. So I, I feel like you hit on a really, really big key aspect of high school. In fact, when I think of um, on the college level, we're launching them out of high school. And so they're deciding, am I going to college? Am I starting my own business? Am I going to um, go to trade school? You know, the different options so many times. And so moms and dads, I want to encourage you to pay attention to, to this and guard against it. They, we will see them attempting to choose the easy route. Mm. College sounds hard or 
something else sounds hard and college sounds easy. It'll be my golden ticket. I'll have this <laughs> degree that I'll be able to use and it'll be easy to get a job then, you know, so helping them to do the hard things mm-hmm. throughout high school so that they don't give into that temptation to pick the easy road post high school. Uh, th- that happens so much more than you yeah. would think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's take a quick break. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. Okay, go to the contest. Right, okay, okay, okay. to the contest. To the contest. Yeah, get to it, we're dying. here it is. We are gonna give away five DVDs. Here's all you have to do to enter the contest. Leave a review for the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Go to schoolhouserocked.com slash summer, and it will take you to just a very simple form to fill out. And then from that, from all of our responses that we get, we will choose five winners. So that's it. Schoolhouserocked.com slash summer. Leave a review for the podcast. We would love that. If you would do that, just take a few minutes. It's super, super simple to do. We are back with Val and uh, we are talking about the high school years. These are so important. I love the high school years. They're, trust me, you guys, they're so much more fun than I expected them to be. Um, There are parts of it that are really hard and it's okay because we just talked about doing the hard thing before the break. And it's okay. Just push through the hard, do it together, allow the Lord to work through you. And then he gets all the credit and the glory for it in the end. And it's all good. Really quickly, you talked a little bit about dual credit. Talk about what that is, because I know a lot of people listening may not even know what you're talking about. Right. So colleges, not all of them, but most of them have a way for a high school student to take a class that will give them high school and college credit. It's usually a reduced cost. And so, yeah, six of mine, have took advantage of dual credit. It's awesome um, for a variety of reasons. And I, I want to keep it really short, but I, I will say that in my, I have a, a homeschool roadmap to college and I go into detail about dual credit um, and lots of other things as well. But so with dual credit, one um, cost is one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to save money over college, like colleges that maybe charge $800 a credit hour on for dual credit, they'll charge a hundred dollars a credit wow. hour. You know, I mean, it's huge money savings for that reason. Secondly, if, if college is going to be in your child's future to give them a little taste of it first is awesome 
because then there, there's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning how to interact with the professor and figure out what they want out of, you know, that's so much of getting an A. Right. Or something is just knowing <laughs> what the professor wants and how they think. Um, managing the student portal, the um, getting through a textbook in half of a year instead of a whole year. There's so many learning curves mm-hmm. in college classes. So doing some dual credit with them ahead of time is huge in helping them start college solidly. Secondly, um, be careful where you are going to participate in any college, whether it's dual credit or actually attending. The majority of colleges today are about social engineering. They're not about equipping a kid for a career. Sorry, but that is the truth. And so you have got to be careful to select a college that is not going to socially engineer your kid, right. you know, in, in any direction. Honestly, I, I want them to be well-equipped, but there are so many that are quickly, sadly, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, led astray by the bombardment that happens on the college level. So be careful about that. And um, one other thing, with the first couple of dual credit classes that you t- have your kids take, pick ones that they're really solid in that uh, subject because it will set the tone for their perception about their capability with college. Mm -hmm. So if you give them a subject first that they're solid in, then they're able to focus on all that learning curve stuff that comes with college classes. They can, they can learn all that and slide fine because of it's a subject that they, that they already know well. But if you pick one that is tough for them, (laughs) Then they're learning they're all that stuff, so the learning curve and that they're going to be afraid then of right. college. And one other thing that I see parents do with dual credit that I would really encourage you not to do. Don't think to yourself, okay, buddy, it's, this is college now go, you know, it, you're, this is on you. It's all, no, go ahead help and help them, go ahead and help them. And if you will help them learn how to do all this stuff through two classes, your kid will be really solid for the next stage of stuff. Don't, don't, I, I feel like I see too many of them then fail. They literally end up failing that class. It goes on their permanent record. It big time discouraged them. It wasted a lot of money. It caused friction between you and your child. Let's just help them with this big new area of life. Yeah, that is great encouragement. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the last thing, we just have a couple minutes left. And the last thing I want to talk about really quickly, because this is just on my mind, is for the high school student who maybe has a difficult relationship with their parent, how can that parent try to develop a good relationship with that child? Yeah, so two things come to my mind, especially if you're a mom and you are teaching a high school student, I mean, sorry, a uh, uh, a boy, you have a high school boy and you're a mom, he's getting used to how to be a man in the world. And we have to be some, have some honoring of that in a, in a way that doesn't, I I don't want to trample him down. Mm -hmm. That's not effective. And so how do I do this? I would really encourage you to read the book, Mothers and Sons, which is by the same author as Love and Respect. Oh, I think okay. it's yeah. Dr. Agrix. Yes. Gary. Yeah, I don't know how Gary to say Agrix? his last name. I think it's Agrix. Yeah. What um, is it called? It's called Mothers and Sons. Okay. And it I'll will really link. help you change your dynamics with your teenage son. So I would really encourage that. Secondly, um, the so the last third of my, I have a 
book for high schoolers, um, Gaining Momentum, Preparing Your Student for a Career without, With or Without College. The last third of this book is specifically about the relationship at that stage of life. The, the high school through young adult is a very unique stage. How do we do that? How do we, I, I mentioned in a different podcast episode with you that I'm working on a book right now called um, Your Love Becomes Their Strength, Answering the Six Questions of Your Child's Heart. Well, I actually go through those six questions in the last third of this book and how to answer them at that age. Uh, because it is a very unique time. Yeah, my and my this book is called, has a lot of yeah, stuff again, it's called gain, Gaining Momentum, Preparing Your Student for a Pursuit of a Career with or Without College. Yeah, the last third of it is about relationship mm-hmm. because we want a long-term relationship with yeah. these guys and we have to maintain the right to influence. Mm-hmm. It's it By this stage, it's no longer a given and they can shut us out of their hearts or we can do this together right. and we have to learn how to do that, navigate that unique time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the encouragement this week. Thanks for walking us through these years. Again, we have another whole podcast that um, is all about curriculum. We're going to go more in depth on curriculum for the different age levels, but this is this week's been great because it helps us to really understand where we can meet our kids, where they're at in these different ages in phases of life because they're all so very different, but they're so very important. And we really need to be intentional. We need to know what, what our kids are going through. We need to try to remember, you know, I can somewhat remember what it was like in middle school and high school, but it's, it's a different world too, that our kids are growing up in very different than the world that we grew up in. And so we need wisdom. We need the Lord's wisdom. We need to continue to just cry out to the Lord and ask him, you know, Lord, help us, help us to navigate these years wisely and with discernment so that we can point them to Christ. That's the most important thing. If if all you do is when your kids leave your home, they love Jesus mm-hmm. and they have a desire to serve him with their entire life, that's what matters. I wish that people would ask that question. You know, kids always, especially in high school, kids always get asked the question, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do after college? Or do you want to go to college? You know, what is your career path? And I wish that people would ask the question, what is God calling you to do with your life? What are you going to do to serve him? Because that is what matters most, more than anything else. So thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you so much, Val, for your encouragement. I will put links to all things Val Harrison in the show notes. She is the host of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. She's got a blog, all sorts of great resources. Um, She's the homeschool mama to seven. So she's been there. Um, She is that Titus 2 woman um, for us. So thank you so much for watching and joining us this week or listening. Some of you are watching, some are listening, but thank you for being with us. Please share this podcast um, with your friends. Send it to them through social media, text it to them. However you listen to it, send it and share it with them so that they can get the encouragement that you're getting yourself and leave a review, please, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We would really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week and we will see you back here on Monday with another fantastic guest. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. And we guarantee it. 
To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.